Hello and welcome. It's me, Laura Royal from DNA Coach with another guest interview episode of the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast, the podcast for all things coaching, leadership, people and culture. And today's special guest is the absolutely wonderful Laurie McPherson, career wing woman, career mentor, LinkedIn guru. You are going to thoroughly enjoy Laurie's really practical advice and information today on how to get the best out of your LinkedIn profile and also a tap into career mentoring and some things for you to consider for yourselves maybe coming to that time of the year where you might be considering the next stage of your career trajectory and Laurie has some fantastic top tips and hints for everyone listening today. As usual, there is a lovely downloadable toolkit for those of you that have subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, head on over to www.dnacoach.co.uk forward slash podcast, get yourself signed up and we will send over the delightful toolkit that accompanies today's episode. Let's get ready. Here comes Laurie. Hello and welcome the lovely Laurie McPherson, career wing woman no less. How are you? Thank you, Laura. I'm really good and thanks so much for having me. Oh, you are an absolute star for agreeing. So I'm really pleased that you're here. You've got lots of fantastic work that you do in the world of workplaces. And well, you know, I think you're an awesome human being as well. And we've shared a cocktail or two on sunny beaches. So who better to spend this day recording than with you? I'm really pleased that you've agreed to join. So thanks very much yourself. So before we get into all the nuts and bolts of the wonderful things that you um, do and your expertise to share with our audience, Laurie, tell us a wee bit about yourself and you can give us as much detail as you fancy. Maybe not what you've got up to in primary four of school, but if you want to share anything at all about yourself personally and professionally, that would be grand. Yeah, thank you so much. So I have never had a corporate career. I um, left school to go to uni and always worked in retail while I was doing that and then as soon as I'd graduated my parents were absolutely delighted as I'm sure you can imagine because I decided I was yeah. going to take myself off uh, to be a holiday rep for six months and stayed for six years. Oh, <laughs> oh I love that. <laughs> had a lovely time developing lovely teams, selling things, helping people in the sun and it was absolutely delightful really happy times did that for six years on land and then went on to cruise for a couple of years um, came home to the UK in 2008 and went back into retail and that was what I knew did that until about 2015 and then I had a bit of a crisis of what am I going to do next Laura and who is ever going to hire me because I'm a salesperson I've sold jewellery I've sold dresses I've sold knickers sold lots and lots of shoes um, and you know what can I do if I'm not doing this so I probably needed me then to help me into the next phase of my life I didn't really know what my skills were because I had always been in the retail and the travel environments and those are not, let's be honest, environments that are very kind of highly regarded, you know, as 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 glamour, you know, as 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 great careers. They are quite glamorous at times, but you know, they weren't well paid, particularly there there wasn't really much acknowledgement of your skills in the wider sort of corporate world. So I found a new job at a company called Ingius, who at the time were running the government work program in Scotland. And I worked for them for three and a half years, helping long-term unemployed folks back to work. So very challenging, very rewarding, joyous role. 
which I absolutely loved. And I helped people who had, you know, social, mental, physical barriers to work back into work. And then, yeah, ironically, our jobs became uh, redundant as well. But we, we had a, a long sort of process where we knew that was coming, that the contract was changing hands. And I decided, do you know what, I think I'm going to go alone and do a little bit of training of the junior managers again, which I would have loved at the time. I was a great salesperson, but suddenly you're running a team, you don't know how to. And I did a bit of that. And I did a bit of employability work until the pandemic hit. And then I decided to well, first of all, I panicked for a wee while, if I'm honest. Um, and someone really close to me said, what do people need right now? And what people needed was jobs. This was at the time when hospitality, retail, leisure, you know, nighttime were all closed and learning and development, marketing, et cetera, were coming out where we're being laid off in their droves. So people needed jobs. And I realised I know how to help them to get a job. And that side of the business just grew. I slightly pivoted and um, now I'm in a position where I'm five years in the business in February and I mostly help smart women over 40 to find roles that they love at the salary that they deserve. And through doing that and developing my own business, I have learned to use and absolutely love LinkedIn. So now I help people who are looking for work, people who are looking to grow their network and also business owners who are looking for clients because it's all the same skills, it's just a little bit harder for us business owners, um, to use the platform to really get seen, find the ideal clients, talk to them and create content that speaks directly to them. What a career history, Laurie. It, it's fabulous to hear all of the experience that you've had and also those changes and recognising at the points in your life where you could have done with you, uh, you today in terms of those expertise and skill sets. And what I really love about what you do, Laurie, is you've got that real knack of just honing in with a person and helping them find their sweet spot in order to move forward. And your presence on LinkedIn and just your general networking ethos and how you engage with people I think comes across very very well and it's it can be an untapped resource isn't it when we maybe don't use platforms like LinkedIn as much as we probably could do or we would want to so it's about how we show up in some of those online spaces so um, I think that's what what you do is incredible um, so um, do tell us because I think it would be lovely for our audience to hear perhaps some of your top tips and hints that would blend into all of the work that you do. So really sharpening that LinkedIn presence, but also for people that might be in that space, you know, we're at a time of the year where people might be thinking about a change. Um, so maybe a change of career, maybe looking at new avenues or possibilities uh, because we're now in December, of course. Um, how would we utilise LinkedIn and, and what could we be doing in order to help perhaps shape what we do with our careers next? Yeah, brilliant. So one of the things I always say, Laura, is we can't know where you're going to go next in the wiggly, squiggly world of careers. You know, that there, there's no certainties, there's no guarantees. I'm outplacing folks at the moment who, you know, it's totally came out of the blue that, that this redundancy consultation. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody. You know me, I'm a real ray of sunshine, cheerful cheerful soul yeah. <laughs> but I'm not saying I'm saying this because we don't know what's coming next you might stay in your next company for 10 years you might go somewhere else tomorrow you might fancy starting up on your own or doing a bit of freelance you might need to take some time off we don't know what that looks like what we do know or what I do know for sure is you do need a network whatever you're going to do next and the place to do that is LinkedIn 
So get out of your head all the old views you have about LinkedIn, that it's dull, that it's grey, that it's dusty, that it's, you know, boring Brian who's delighted to announce and nobody else really cares. Sorry, Brian. Um, <laughs> all of that is the old way. The new LinkedIn, you know, that LinkedIn now is full of vibrant, interesting conversations with lovely people. I have some absolutely lovely pals on LinkedIn who I've never met, some who I actually have met in person because I go on there as me. And yes, you can do that, even if you're not a business owner, even if you're not really confident, even if you're not thinking that you've got anything exciting to say, Laura. And the thing that I get every day is business owners saying, oh, I thought it was for folk looking for work. And job seekers saying, I thought it was for business owners. And the reality is it's a massive global platform where you can find anybody that you want to. So who do you want to work with and for? Who do you want to speak to? Who do you want to help? Who might be able to help you? They are all on LinkedIn. And all you have to do is turn up as yourself, create a headline, um, which is just the bit underneath your, your banner, the bit where it normally says, you know, you're a marketing manager or HR director or whatever you want to call yourself. But you can... Um, absolutely use that space to tell people a little bit more about you, you know, and how you could help them. Because remember, of course, people are really interested most in how what work, what's in it for them. Um, you can then use the search bar to find people you want to, to, to find. So say for talking sake, you want to talk to other coaches, you can put in coach and Edinburgh, Glasgow, Manchester, and all of those people will come up. You can then add them and then join in their conversations. And I'm going to say at this point, people will be sitting going, what you mean I add strangers and talk to them? Does that not a wee bit creepy and weird? And yes, you will feel like a creepy weirdo when you start this. But if you stop thinking, I must know the person before I communicate with them and start thinking, this is a global free, free might I add, platform where I can speak to anyone about anything. And here's my choice is to speak to them about this. So what's going on in my world? I'm an HR manager for talking sake. Who would next, who would hire me? Oh, that would be an HR director. I'm going to go onto LinkedIn. I'm going to find those in my local area. I'm going to connect with them. I'm going to see what they're talking about. And I'm going to start to identify the trains, the hot potatoes. You know them already, but this will confirm them for you. And join in with your thoughts, opinions. That's one of the ways to use it. You can also find folk that you just happen to be interested in what they're talking about. You know, I follow tons of copywriters because they're just interesting people who write good words, which I'm interested in reading. So you get to choose who you follow. The search bar will let you search for anybody you like with hundreds of different filters. And then the last thing to think about is we've done a bit of engaging. They can find us. We can find them. It's posting some content that draws people to us. So I talk every single day. 365 about my smart women over 40, you know, and how I help them, what I'm doing, who I'm supporting, the networks I'm going to, who I'm meeting, so that people find me and know what I can do for them. They know how I can help them. They read my content and they go either that's for me or that's absolutely not for me. Both are fine. But what you're doing is just bringing people to you, you know, through your own 
content, your own writing, and you don't have to be an amazing writer. You don't have to be professional, whatever the hell that is after the last three years of seeing, you know, someone was saying yesterday, do you not need to be professional? I was doing my outplacement call and her beautiful dog was sitting on the sofa. I was like, what is professional? I'm seeing your beautiful dog. You know, you might get a wee glimpse of someone's washing now and again. You might find out that the Virgin Wine Man's coming. We're all human beings. And on LinkedIn as is now, you can go on as yourself with your faults, feelings, choices. My post this morning is about my Spotify Unwrapped, which came out yesterday. This is we're recording um, on the 1st of December. So my Spotify Unwrapped, I absolutely love Taylor Swift, songs from the musicals and 90s rave. If you don't want to engage with someone like that, stay at home, absolutely fine, not a problem. But there's no harm or shame in being who you are, showing your face and showing up so that people who are interested in what you have to say can find you. It's great, absolutely great advice, Laurie, because you're right about that point earlier that I think LinkedIn, when I first started on it, it was a really viewed upon as a really professional platform, almost to the point it became a wee bit stuffy and that it wasn't as interactive as maybe some of the more social networking is that we might get involved in. So Facebook, Instagram and, and such like. But actually being able to show up as ourselves, as the human beings that we all are, with lives that are, you know, full, not just the person that shows up in your Monday to Friday nine to five role doing whatever it is that you do. So I think it's really good that you've got that balance of engaging in those conversations with others, you know, as you would do if you met them in person, just engaging in conversation, finding out a little bit more, connecting with people who you've got a genuine interest in hearing what their content is about, or perhaps finding people that you want to work for or with, or access you know, different people where you might utilise some of their services or you can promote your own. So, you know, I think gone are the days where it is that stuffy part where it's, you know, people solely presenting who they are in order to find what their next adventure might be in the world of workplaces. And it doesn't have to be that way. So you said they're really intriguing. You post every day 365. So what would be your top tips for doing that? Because sometimes that might feel quite pressurised or put people off and thinking, oh gosh, what do I say? What do I turn up with? What would be your top tips? Yeah, don't start thinking you have to post every day. You know, that's my choice. Remember, I, I also yeah. have a business and LinkedIn is my platform that I love. I find Instagram really difficult, Laura, because I work on confidential CVs, which I can't show. Yeah. I work from my tiny cupboard office and I work usually in my you know, t- uh, business pyjamas. So there is nothing to see here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this radio show today. So, <laughs> so you know, nothing to see here. So it's really, really difficult for me to create visual images and be on Instagram. Words are easy for me. If that's not your jam, know that you, know, you can absolutely post a couple of times a week you can just start to get into the rhythm of it the most important thing is yeah you need to put some content in there imagine it's your website and someone landed on it and they wanted to find out about you and what you could do and there it was blank you know that's not great either but the most important thing is actually the comments the connections you make with other people mm-hmm. because that's what really lets people see who you are, what you're all about. You know, people will like your comments, then they'll come onto your feed and say, I really liked what you said. I agree. I'm the same. You know, this morning I posted that, as I say, I was a massive Swifty fan. I've already had people saying I'm a Swifty too. You know, this has nothing to do with work, but who would you rather work with? Someone that seems 
like your sort of a person. Um, it's that kind of no like and trust factor, isn't it? But don't be put off by, you know, 365. That's my choice. Absolutely. A couple of times a week, 10 minutes, even if you just do your, add your 10 connections a day, which is the most LinkedIn is allowing you to do at time of recording. Um, I do that non-negotiably, you know, while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil or before I turn off at night, 10 connections a day so that I grow my network of people who I want to see and be seen by. And I know that if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't want anybody to see me, thanks. I just want to do my work and go up the road. Um, unfortunately, you know, in this very busy, noisy world, if you're not promoting who you are and what you do, somebody else is. Definitely. And this is where I find it even more intriguing because when you look at a variety of different profiles, as you say, some people are, you know, very active on LinkedIn, some people maybe not so much, some people it might vary from that perspective. Um, but thinking about how we ensure our profiles are engaging enough to encourage people to want to connect with us or engage with us, is there some do's and don'ts around that that people should be following? Yeah, so the first one is show your face, Laura, and people get yeah. really antsy about this one. Oh, I'll show my face when I've got new specs, my skin's a bit better, I've had my hair cut, I've had my roots done, I've lost three stain, you know, and it's no show your face as you are so that folk can know who you are. It's not about looking like a supermodel, it's about yeah. who are you so that people can go. You know, you think of any other brand, they have a recognisable symbol. I'm going to use McDonald's because it's easy. Whenever you see the golden arches, you're in, you're, in no, you're in no confusion that this might be an advert for Burger King. You know, it just isn't. It. It's McDonald's. And it's about if you continually see the same face, the same message, you, you, you start to, the repetition really helps people's brains to understand what you do. So show your face. Don't be scared to show a bit of personality. And it doesn't matter if you're not zany and wacky and you think, oh, I've got nothing to say. I just work in the council or whatever. Everybody has something that other people will be interested in, whether that is a beautiful dog, you know, um, cute children. Um, you're doing a house renovation. You bake on a Sunday. One of my people I follow, she always bakes a gorgeous looking cake on a Sunday morning, you know, and that's, I look out for it now. Again, not, I'm not going on, going on, oh, can't wait to see the cake, but subconsciously I'm expecting the cake. Um, so what do you do that draws people to you you know and it's attract and repel if I see someone that claims a lot of mountains I'm 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 I, I'm very pleased for them but they're probably not going to be going up them with me anytime soon so it's about that kind of drawing your people into you just by showing a bit of a bit of who you are so show your face is my first one and my second one is don't be scared to talk about and I don't mean you know your deepest darkest secrets and trauma and all that unless you want to um but just genuinely what do you get up to when you're not at work a really good way to get people to to, to engage is to ask them a question and that's you know it's really simple stuff but on a weekend I often do a Saturday engagement post as they're called to get a bit of engagement and say what are you you know here's what I'm up to whatever you know tomorrow's a, a great example tomorrow I'm probably going to decorate the house or I might do it tonight so I'll have some pictures of that I'll put a picture up of my my, my, I don't have a tree, I have a little bark cart that I cover in fake snow and all sorts of Christmas creatures. Um, so it's a bit different, you know, and I'll pop that up and people will say, oh, that looks lovely. What are you doing this weekend? There'll be lots of, it's the first weekend in December, there'll be lots of weird decorating the tree year two picture, you know, nothing to do with work, nothing to do with business, but it's 
friendly, it's fun, and it, you know people will then remember. Oh, there's she doesn't have a tree; she's got those wee Christmas creatures going on, that sort of thing. And again, people will say, "Oh, I'm private, or I've got nothing to say." People are genuinely really interested in other human beings' lives, so don't be scared to to to, to open up and sort of let people in. Yeah, I think that's really great advice, Laurie, because I've seen posts previously with responses from folk on maybe a personal post, you know, a picture of their dog or whatever, you know, sort of stuffy people saying this isn't Facebook, this isn't Instagram. You're correct, but we're still human beings. We're not just a person that shows up again Monday to Friday, nine to five in our yeah. corporate pinstripe suits. Um, and with the really kind of boring outlook in life, we are multidimensional. There's so much more that goes on. And, and that no like and trust factor is really important, isn't it? So from that perspective how do we engage people on all of those levels and just through the art of conversation is there anything you would ask anyone to avoid because I know you make me laugh so much Laurie I mean with loads of things in life you really do um uh, you're a smashing wee woman as I like to tell people but what I really love is the things that you say that are the kind of bugbears so like the, you said about the boring brines on on LinkedIn a moment ago and the delighted to announce so I mean People might do that. I've certainly been uh, a person that's done that in the past as well, delighted to announce X, Y, Z. But what what are the kind of don'ts on it? Is there any sort of elements that maybe we should avoid on LinkedIn or maybe different ways of doing things that might engage slightly different conversations? So the harsh part of me would like to say, don't be boring. Um, And I know, and, and thank you for those lovely comments, but, you know, there is a bit of, don't feel you have to say, yesterday I went to this event and, you know, I met this buddy. If that's not what you, if you want to say, oh, I did absolutely, you know, what I say when I'm chatting to my pals about is it absolutely buzzing. I got the end slot, which meant that I got the wine, you know. Um, <laughs> I had an absolutely brilliant chat with such and such and such. And, you know, or I, I would start a post writing about an amazing event, which I was at a few weeks ago by saying, absolutely delighted to take the end slot today. We bit disappointed when the water left, you know, disappeared at three o'clock because I was a wee bit thirsty. But then when they put the wine glasses out, I knew I was in like Flynn. Had a lovely time. Great, you know, because that's my personality. I love a drink and I love a party and I love a night out and everybody knows that. So that's okay. If that's not who you are, you know, that's fine. But don't be scared to show personality is what I would say. Now, the flip side of that is if you're sitting there thinking it's all right for you, you're quite funny, you're quite confident, I'm not like that. I, I would say just start, just start posting stuff, you know, start posting yeah. about what's happening. You'll get better in time and you'll also start to see what folk like and don't. Po- I still post things that will get absolutely no likes and comments at all that totally bomb. I don't take them down. I just leave them there. It's all good. You know, it's not a likes and comments fest. Um, yeah. It's just about learning. And I actually use analytics. I use Shield app, which is really, really good, which... um lets you see which posts have gone the best and and the the stats are clear the ones that have gone the best are the ones where you ask a question and you do engage people so it doesn't have to be work you might work for the council and feel a bit a bit frightened and a bit nervous about saying anything too so you know my top tip in that case is don't say anything political you know because that's your boss Um, don't say anything really controversial if you don't want to but absolutely say you're putting your tree up, you know, um, you're out for a walk with a dog, you've had your first, you know, you've, I've, I bought pigs and blankets yesterday, Laura, delighted for the first time this year. So, you know, that's a post. Um, 
don't don't just just start and don't worry about yeah. what your colleagues might say or they might still be using it the old way if you like they might still be going on once every two years to say I'm delighted to announce I've got promotion that's fine that's their path but yeah. don't be scared to kind of start and just have a look at what does well as people the best post I've put up this year I think is the one when I went to Elton John finally after buying my ticket in 2018 um, and I posted absolutely delighted to see that you know I put a picture up see this man last night who's the biggest star you've ever seen so hundreds of folk were seeing Mick Jagger and you know the Stones and um, the Eagles and it just got loads and loads of chat oh that was amazing I've got Madonna tickets I've had to sell a kidney it ends up being a right good chat and a good laugh so if you're thinking oh my god my colleagues will see it it's okay that they have the right to use it in the way they want but you and you have the right to use it to bring you what you want as well. So if what you want is more clients, a promotion, to be seen as a, an expert in your area, so that you get asked and asked on podcasts and panels, that both are fine. You know, you don't have to argue about. Oh, you shouldn't be posting that; it's not professional. You know, that's thank you very much, Sandra. But um, LinkedIn has moved on, and it's a really lovely, friendly platform if you use it in that way. Yeah. And that's a really good response, isn't it, to think of it that way. And um, one of the things that stuck out for me that you mentioned to me a while ago, uh, and you mentioned it a moment ago as well, in terms of looking for people to connect with. So you're maybe searching for like an HR director in the area of, you know, insert place of choice. One of the things that I've noticed over the passage of time on LinkedIn is that there are descriptions of what people do in varying different ways. So if someone was in that space right now that they maybe did want to expand a network from uh, looking for new opportunities perspective is there any do's and don'ts about how we state what our role is so you know I can't remember the expression you used before but you had a really good one and I'm sure you'll, you'll it'll come to the forefront of your mind you know people aren't searching for xyz okay. what they're looking for is yeah, so I did a session with some lovely, lovely folk and this lady said, oh, here's mine. You know, I'm a maverick unicorn. What's that? That's absolutely smashing. Who's searching for that on a wet Monday morning? Not a person, yeah. right? So have a clear, you know, you can absolutely do jazzy stuff at the end is what I would say, Laura, but see if you're an HR director, put that in there. It doesn't have to just be HR director and then you've gone away again. You can say HR director supporting you know, um, charities to um, ensure that the experience is as strong for the for their 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 service users as it is for their staff. Yeah. To turn that back to front, but you know what I mean. You can do a wee bit of jazzy bits at the end. You can also add some fence posts and write things like you know policies, procedures, engagement, whichever bits of HR you like and want to be known for. And top tip: don't put anything out there that you don't want to be known for. For the next job because you'll be searched for it and they'll say oh hello fantastic you like doing engagement and if you think I actually hate doing engagement I do far too much of it in this job don't don't put it out there because and not in a woo-woo way at all you know I'm not that at all but you know what you put out there is what folk can see so if you yeah. really good example I'm working with someone just now and she's got all she's got a certain description for herself once we've done a couple of sessions she's realized I'm a lot more than that so we've changed what she actually calls herself Mm -hmm. um, to better reflect what she does because she doesn't actually want to do the bits that she's saying she does because that's yeah. one of her many talents and I think over two sessions she'd realised I'm a lot more than that so if you're an HR director and you want another job as an HR director or above 
have HR director somewhere in your title because people can search HR director and your area and they will find you. But not if you call yourself something random and bizarre or, you know, that doesn't have HR director in it. These are choices, but make yourself easy to find. Yeah, great feedback. I think that's really important. And uh, Laurie, I love what you do overall. Of course, you know, I'm a big fangirl, but do tell the audience today, you know, a little bit about the services and how people can engage with you because um, you are very much, I think, a multidimensional person that offers some great services within that career focused aspect. So as a career win woman, um, what are some of the, and, and do tell us about your cards as well. Don't forget to tell us about that because that's an exciting uh, new product that you have. But tell us a little bit about all of the types of services that you have, because I think there's some real beauties in there that people might really want to engage with. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are looking for a new role, I offer that a get unstuck session if you're just not sure what to do next, where we can know work through coach you through that work out likes and dislikes preferences what's feasible now and later and you end up with a, a really clear plan and a way forward so that's the sort of first stage if you're just I don't know what I want don't start footing about your CV to send it to you don't know who that cares about you don't know what start with working out what you want first and if you want help with that I can do that I then also offer just the practical support around I need to write a CV I need a help with an application I've got an interview can you prep me I've no idea what to do with LinkedIn despite listening to you can you do it with me and show me how that works for me so I offer one-to-one sessions on all of that either individual sessions packages or a three-month retainer to help you to to get that new job Uh, I also have some digital products I've got a couple of uh, low-cost guides if you want a great guide to job search and I've got one on career change I've got an interview audio and video course which if you have an interview quickly you're getting an interview on Monday you haven't got time for a session buy this course it's really easy to go through in less than an hour and it'll tell you how to pray and practice and all the things to think about that will just give you the competitive edge and I also have a LinkedIn course which is 25 steps over 25 days to get you going and growing on the platform so you'll start very gently adding people looking at your own headline your about section and by the middle to the end you'll be posting your own content and I'll tell you how exactly how to do that I'll walk you right through it and the other thing is my new product is my new coaching cards which are a lovely gift if you don't use them they're a great gift for a member of your team someone you're mentoring someone that's more junior to pull the cards and think about these questions, journal prompts, question prompts in relation to where you might want to go in your career. Also brilliant to use with kind of performance reviews and appraisals, get folks thinking beyond the day-to-day, the doing the do as I call it. So Mm -hmm. um, I created those as well. So I've got a full range of kind of, you can either have me and my time or I've got a lot of products if you want to do it yourself. All, All of those are available. Amazing. I love that, Laurie. So uh, one of the things that I'd love to invite you back onto the podcast at some point in 2024 um, as well, Laurie, because I think that opportunity for internal career coaching and mentoring can often be missed out as a as a real critical opportunity within organisations because not everyone wants to look for a role away from their current organisation. So how do we then think about 
how are we supporting our people that are in post right now that maybe have aspirations to develop maybe into another role or a department, maybe uh, want to uh, move in terms of their career trajectory, so move into different positions that give more responsibility or move up that career ladder? Is there any top, and I definitely will get you back on about that in more detail, but is there any sort of top tips or hints that you could suggest for anyone listening today that would be good to how they consider that in their workplaces right now? Yeah, so it's a great question. So I think it's about supporting people. You know, so often, Laura, you know this when people get into businesses, the appraisal process is like a once a year thing and it's a dusty piece of paper. It gets shoved in a drawer and that's it, forgotten. Whereas actually, you know, if you have members of staff who you want to support to stay in the business, potentially to progress, to go to different departments, you've got talent there that you want to develop. And as an employer right now, you know, you you want to, if you've got staff that you want to hold on to, you do want to be supporting them with their career. So it's things like having really honest conversations where you ask them, what, what might you want to do? What might that look like? This is something I've been mentoring um, one of my clients with just now, actually. And she's loves her job isn't going to stay there forever you know so what might the next steps look like can you ask your manager so go and ask your member of staff what their next move could be right go and look for the job description for that what have you got already you know get the job description out tick it off you already can do all of that here's something you don't get a chance to do or you can't do how do we support you to learn how to do that over the next three six nine twelve whatever months and having that plan in place which then of course yes they own you do want to be supporting them and saying right you know you can take over you know we spoke about you can take over my Monday morning meeting you can come in and sit with me when I meet the regulator, you know, depending on the job, what would let them get to the next level? And often people don't do this, Laura, because they're scared they leave. But it's, a, you know, the old famous saying, what if we don't develop them and they stay? Or, or, they, or they leave resentful that we haven't helped them in any way and they talk about us as, as a poor employer to other people, whereas actually you can support them in, in a way that either lets them stay or yes, in time they do move on, but they'll be moving on knowing that you've done everything you can to support. So ask them what they want and then support them to get it, whether that's shadowing a different team, attending different meetings, you know, being exposed to different things so that they can then tick that next box in the job description because often that's the, that's the gap when people are applying, they say, I've done all this in my current role, but I don't get to do this because that's my boss's job. But actually, with a bit of forward planning, their boss could support them to do that so that when they next do go for a step up, they have all these things that they can tick off the list. But again, in order to do that, they need to know what they want next or what they might want to do next. So that's a really open two-way conversation where you kind of make it clear, I'm not, you know, you don't have to stay here forever. Um, I understand you may want to move. What training and development might you like? You know, really obvious things are things like offering personal development budgets, allowing them to access and find training. And again, I would very much be then putting it back on, go and find this, but what training might they want to access? Where might they want to go? And making it clear that you as an employer will support them and help them as much as you can with that. Spot on top advice today, Laurie, for everyone that will be listening to this episode. I think there'll be real richness in um, thinking about how they implement the things that you've shared today, both from a personal level, but also from that organisational perspective. Uh, so a big thank you. Now, before we wind up our lovely conversation, I would love you to share with everyone, how do we get in contact with you? So, of course, at the end of 
the show notes on this episode. And for any of our subscribers, we send a toolkit out uh, based on some of the conversational topics that you've mentioned. But in the meantime, how do we find you? How do we connect with you? Where do we go to on the World Wide Web? So I am most commonly on LinkedIn. <laughs> Funnily Rising. enough. Rising. <laughs> as Laurie McPherson, and I'm an MAC. Uh, yeah. Wing Women. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as those as well. And I also have a website, which is just lauriemcpherson.com. How great. What I'm so glad you've got that as a good domain. I think that's oh. always uh, really useful. So well done in snaffling that. Not many Laurie McFer- McPhersons in the world. So that's great that you've got that. Laurie, you are an absolute treasure. I always love spending time with you, of course. And I really appreciate everything that you've shared today. Will you come and join me again for another podcast in the future? I absolutely will. Love to. Thank you so much for having me. You are most welcome. Any final thoughts before you go for a very delightful afternoon? I would say don't be scared of LinkedIn. Don't be scared of posting. Don't worry about what will such a buddy think. If there's someone in particular, delete and block. But in general, you know, don't worry. You are putting yourself out there. You're sticking your head above the parapet and that can only be a good thing. Great stuff, Laurie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have the best rest of your day. Thank you for spending this time. And everyone who is listening, get in touch with Laurie. You will not go wrong with having Laurie in your life. Thanks so much again, Laurie. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye for now.